It's episode nine of the Tice Talks, Fasting, What Not to Do. Today's guest with Dr. David Tice is his daughter, Charity Berkey, the one, the only, the wonderful, the one that wears golden shoes. And with us, of course, is our host, our resident expert on fasting, Dr. David Tice. This is Dave Tice, and we are here with Tice Talks. And of course, this is not just a conversation. We're talking about practical things that you can apply to your life. And today, uh, we are talking about fasting. Now, fasting in recent days has become very trendy. Yeah, there's a lot of people doing it. There's a lot of people, there's a whole movement on social media with a huge group of Christians. Uh, called the Roaring Twenties, that yeah. through the month of January. I think they're trying to get a million people involved in fasting this year. Yeah. And we'd certainly need it. Uh, Jesus said, this kind comes forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And when he was talking about that, he was talking about demonic uh, activity which t- that was taking place. And the disciples were saying, how in the world do you have this power to do things Uh, How do you have the faith to cast out demons? And we couldn't do it. And his response was, this kind of faith comes forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So fasting has a major place uh, in seeing God's blessing. And people ask, how does that work since we live in an age of grace? I mean, uh, are you manipulating God? No, you're just obeying God. God said that we ought, that, that if we fast, it, it, brings God's power into our life. And I don't know exactly how that works, but I know that throughout the Bible, the the concept Old Testament, New Testament, law, grace, people fasted. It's like you always say, you're like, I don't know why God said it. He said to do it. I'm going to do it. And if I don't understand it, I'm still just going to do it. Um, but you've done a lot. And I, I'm, I say this as your daughter, since I grew up in your home, I've seen you fast regularly. Um, Every Tuesday growing up, you would fast. Um, it wasn't something that you would be like, children, I am fasting today, and I want you all to know how grievous it is. You didn't force us to fast, but you had that pattern in your life. And I remember as like a junior, I want to say I was like a junior age girl. I can't really even remember. I was When we were preparing for this podcast, I was thinking, when was the first time I fasted? Um, but I think it was so, it was something that um, you just took as a, a, as a command from God is, hey, you know what, or not a command, but hey, God said this is something, if you want to see me move and do some really great things, then you need to fast. And you, you took that and you applied it and you did it every day. I mean, I remember. Not uh, every you, day. Once, I'm sorry, once every a week. once a week, yeah. every Tuesday was your normal day for doing, it was your pattern. My dad is all about patterns and teaching patterns. And um, Tuesday was the day. And I remember starting to do that. And I started doing fast uh, once a week. I I don't even know when that pattern started for me. But that that example was there. And I didn't even know what I was doing, really. But I learned from watching you. And when we were, um, I don't know the first time, but you've done multiple 40-day fasts or more than one-day fasts, let's say that first. I call them them sometimes liquid diets. Liquid diets, (laughs) yes. And now whenever you fast, you never did just water, correct? 
Well, so, sometimes I did. The very first fast I did. Uh, yeah, let's was, hear about that. Okay, the very first fast I did. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. In fact, this is very important, and one of the reasons we're doing uh, this uh, podcast on fasting is because number one, people don't fast; they don't understand what it's all about. Number two, they uh, we want to see why fast, but some people will fast to and hurt themselves they don't know physically. how to they don't so know it's how to one fast. of our points you're going to go through a day of what it looks like to start fasting yes Sunday. how to be a, how to fast effectively and how not to hurt yourself fasting when i when i first decided to fast i was in a sort of a desperate situation i had I'd heard a man preach about giving. A guy's name was Chuck Milhuff. He was a Nazarene preacher who came to our Baptist college and preached a message called Giving Living. And he said, if you want to see God bless in your life, you need to learn to give. And as you give, God will give back to you. And he said, if you really need something, then give away what you need, and God will give you give you what you what you really need. And uh, so I uh, had a car, and I gave away my car because I thought I needed a van. This uh, is a man. This is a college age guy. That's what you were. Yeah. You, your father was in heaven and there's no way your mom could support you fa- financially. And you gave away your only real possession that was worth anything. Yeah, my brother had given me a car to drive back to, to <laughs> this is your brother's car. Yes. My, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, he gave it to me. Ricky. So, yes. Ricky okay. gave me a car. So I took that car, drove it across country, and when he, I was challenged, he, he said, you need to step out on faith and give. And we were all being challenged to give to help the school. And I thought, I don't have anything to give. But there was a, a missionary student who had a family and really needed a car, and his car's engine blew up. And I thought about that guy's need, and I thought about my need. I mean, very selfishly thought, I'm going to give. Uh, I, I, Chuck Milhuff said, Give away what you need. And I thought, I need a bigger car because i got to take a whole group of people from here to Tennessee in order to— um, uh, I gotta Minister. Take, yeah, to minister. Yeah. And, and, and I had this, this group, this, this street preaching group called King's Campaigners, and we were going to go there. I couldn't get them all in my car, so I said, Lord, what I need is a van. So I'll give away my car, and you give me a van. So what I did— was I gave I I saw this guy with a need. I walked up to him and I said, "Here, I want to give you something." He said, "What's that?" I said, "I heard you need a car." He said, "Yeah." I said, "Here's the keys to the car." And I said, "Here's here's the title." Do you title. know that I missionary gave him a, kid's name? What? Do you even know? Don't don't even know. Don't wow. know, know what happened with his life. Hmm. But um, but uh, so he had a car that he could drive, and I had nothing. And so so I'm waiting for God to provide, and it's getting closer and closer and closer to the time that we are supposed to be going to Tennessee and I have no vehicle and nothing. And I got desperate and I thought, okay, this kind comes forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And so I, and you had never fasted, never fasted ever. And I decided I didn't, nobody told me what I should and shouldn't do. So I just stopped eating and I stopped drinking. And for three days, three days, three days, I wait, did you drink water? I think I drank water. Okay. Um, uh, but who knows? But because hesitantly, you were a dumb because I wanted, kid. yeah, I just wanted, <laughs> just wanted, I wanted to make sure I was doing it right. So. God protected you. Uh, <laughs> oh so I drank nothing for three days and three nights. Then, um, at the end of the three days and three nights, college was going to be out. Everything, every, everybody was going away. So I thought, well, I should, I should break the fast. Uh, I still didn't have a van. Um, 
the uh, so I I just said, okay, God, I'm going to break the fast now. So I went in, and they were serving chili uh, for lunch that day. And I really don't care for chili because I don't like beans, but uh, I I was hungry, and so so I went and I I had. Three bowls of chili. While I was eating that chili, a friend of mine named Buddy Fox, he was a pretty wealthy college student. In fact, he was the president of the senior class. Buddy came up to me. He liked me. And I was just a a sophomore. Uh, He came up and said, "Uh, look, Dave, I want to take you guys. I want to take you out for for a steak. Can I take you out for a steak? I said, you're going to take me out for a steak? He said, yeah, I just eaten three bowls of chili. I said, man, sure. when you're a poor college kid. I'm, you're a poor kid from Las Vegas so, that probably never had steak either. So <laughs> he took me, he no took to me out to a steakhouse. Oh. I had a steak and a baked potato and anything else I could cram in there. I had no oh idea what was going to happen. Oh. I was sick for three weeks. You had another now three-week fast going <laughs> You're going to handle anything. Oh, it was terrible. Oh. I mean, uh, now God did provide us a way to get to Tennessee, and God answered prayer, and we saw eight wow, people. Wow, that's get, neat. We saw eight that's people. That's really get saved. neat. Out of that funny, hilarious, true story that they really, God said, "Here you go." Yeah. And I'm going to teach you, kid, how to fast eventually, yes. and you're going to help others do it too. Yeah. Um, so, so when the, when people are talking about fasting, I want to help them understand that they should slowly go a into a certain that. way to do it. Yes. Uh-huh. So um, there's a biblical example of fasting all throughout scripture. Yes. You were you were uh, talking about that earlier and you were sharing some Bible passages yeah. with me. Number one, there's you, when we're going to fast, you should, there should be a purpose for that fast. Um, uh, it might be a physical purpose. It might be uh, just medical a, reason. A mes- medical reason. Um, the Bible tells us the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was praying for the rebuilding of the walls in Jerusalem, and and his brother came to him, and his brother said, uh, Nehemiah, they, his brother came to give a report of what was going on in Jerusalem, and he said, hey, the walls are torn down, it's destroyed, there's persecution, it's terrible. And that so burdened Nehemiah that the Bible says he wept and mourned and fasted and prayed. He was burdened about the situation that was going on. He, there was a, and he wanted, he wanted uh, the captive to be set free. He wanted uh, the, the, the city of Jerusalem not to be going through this. He wanted God's glory to be restored. He was concerned about poor people, hurting people, caring people. And so he wasn't Like fast- our day and age now. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he fasted for them. Yeah, we look at our country today, but there's all sorts of reasons to fast. There's division, there's hatred, there's lies spilled, uh, there's, uh, there's corruption going through our country. And we need, as Bible believers, people who will fast and pray for those things, right. get burdened about it. I really believe, and I've, I've told you this before, that it was before the, the before the 2016 elections. I was I be- just going to bring that up. I was going to say how you, I during you see people that rant and rage on social media or to people's, um, they'll go and do. And I, I'm all for doing the you know volunteer service, go door to door to for people and helping the your candidate that supports um, your Christian views. That's all great, but I always think of. You know, you was it a forty day fast that you did during the when you were like really concerned about um was it two thousand six? I can't even remember the year, but you was you you were like I would I am very concerned about the way 
our country is headed. And I saw so many other Christian leaders that would be like, oh, this and this, or yelling about different political issues. But I watched you pray and fast for the direction of our country to follow God, whatever that may be. And And we we need to. I I, I believe that during that election particularly, that, that... God called people to pray, and people were praying and praying and praying. I don't know who all fasted, but it's important that we get burdened about our nation and and that we pray. I was talking to a man named Josh Hirschberger today who is a Christian pastor and a a, uh, lawyer and uh, is burdened about our country. I think it's so important that we that we that we that we do everything we can, but I think the best thing we can do is pray and and then fasting for our, our country is is so important. Um, Nehemiah was concerned about Jerusalem. We should be concerned about ours. In fact, God told the nation of Israel when they were going into Babylon that they ought to pray for the peace of that city. Because if there was peace in Babylon, they would have peace. Then they were going into captivity. So he said, don't fight against what's going on. Wow. Pray for the peace of, of that city. the people that are going to capture you. That's exactly right. Wow. And uh, that's what they were supposed to do for the 70 years they were in captivity. Okay, so who should fast? Okay. Well, I think... Or who shouldn't fast? Well, I think that we ought to, we ought to fast when we, get, when we get particularly burdened about a, a particular thing. I think there are reasons, there may be health reasons that a doctor says to you, you don't, you can't fast. If mm-hmm. somebody is, uh, has a particular medical problem, you don't ignore your medical problems and fast. But there are sometimes it's the best thing you can do medically to fast. I remember a lady asking my mom, asking mom, she said, so what I, when I fast, I'm just so cranky and I just such a, I'm such a mean person. And so what do I do about that? And mom looked at her and she didn't say, go be filled with the Holy Spirit and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. She said, stop fasting. That's exactly right. Go eat something. (laughs) God did not call you. This is not a command from him to say for you to go. You do need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be following, but don't be beating up your kids because you're not eating and don't be a jerk of a wife because your husband, to your husband, because you're not eating, you're choosing to fast. That's right. In fact, in, in Isaiah, the Bible says, this is this the fast that I have chosen, uh, and uh, that that you would bow down and that you would uh, bow down your head in the bulrushes and that you'd spread sackcloth and ashes. Are you going to be the one? To, do I want me. you to fast and say, "Woe is me! Look what I am." No, the idea is fast and don't Boy, let anybody that know that steak you're fasting. Looks good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's not what you do. He says the fast that I've chosen is. To break the bonds, to, to 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 help, I'm caring about you. So if you're okay. ignoring your priorities and being mean to your priorities in order to fast and stop then it, stop fasting. Yeah. So so let's say, like you said, some people shouldn't um, fast medically, or you might be able to um, fast from certain. Uh, in the Bible, a biblical fast is always requiring. I remember you teaching me this when I was younger. Like it's fine to fast from TV. It's fine to, that's really taking a break from, because you don't need TV for your everyday life. That's why that's kind of a bad example. It's not a bad thing to do, but um, when you, 
but when you decide, hey, I'm going to fast from, you know, carbohydrates or I'm going to for some, maybe a pregnant lady, I'm going to fast from chocolate. That's a big deal for a pregnant lady. For that's, the, that's like a need, isn't that's it? A, that's, a, that's a need to fulfill the way, what you need to do the rest of your days. Um, but there are different kinds that like people will say, but tell, speak to that about um, fasting from, oh, I'm going to fast from myself. From fat. Why, why is that not necessarily a biblical fast? Well, it, it's a good thing to say. I'm going to put something away, some entertainment thing or right. something away, and say I'm not. I'm not going to do that. And when I have a desire for that, I'm going to pray instead. Mm-hmm. When we put away food, we're taking away something that we know is necessary for survival, and we're saying, Lord, I'm putting this away so that during that time I can focus on you. Yeah. Now. I have fasted because I just needed to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're in I the ha- middle of a fast right yes, now, right? Yes, I am. Saturday's coming. Yes, yeah. Yep. I was just saying, <laughs> I'm going to have, I've got my meal planned out for Saturday. That's it the, was chilly. Uh, it, won't, it will not be chilly. Uh, but let me let me give you some let me give you some things that ought to be done if you're going to fast. First of all, if you if you're brand new to fasting, don't fast an entire day. Fast one meal a day and do that for if you're going to say, I'd like to have a regular pattern of fasting, fast one meal a day and do that for a week. Uh, uh, for, do that uh, uh, one week and then the following week, uh, one meal. And then the following week, go for two meals. Go breakfast and then breakfast and lunch. And then once you your system is used to that, then go to the third, which is uh breakfast, lunch, and supper. The Jewish fast was from 6 o'clock at night till the next day at 6 o'clock at night. So I'm sure there were a lot of Jewish people that were eating up to That's five, so interesting five to me. Yeah. yeah, that they're like eating hungry, 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 and then you go to sleep, and then you're like, okay, I'm full, I've got to sleep, and then you go your whole day, and you're just can't wait till 6 p.m. Till, till again. 6 p.m., yeah. <laughs> nice. So that's a 24-hour fast, and you can, you can do that, choose to do it that way. Um, the the idea is then you that's on a regular fasting basis. Also, I'd say this that, that there are there are fasts where you get rid of solid food, mm-hmm. but you do you do liquid fasts. Most of the fasts that I have done, especially extended fasts, uh, I have started off. I, I start off with with uh, with juice, the, all sorts of juice. Um, I also would inc- would encourage you to make sure that. You blend stuff uh, because medically it's important to keep your colon moving. That's exactly correct? right. That's I mean, not to get we're not doctors or anything, but you have gone to the doctor multiple times about this kind of thing. They yeah. tell you to use things that when you fast, um, you you need to and you guys can look this stuff up, but it's important to use um fruits and vegetables yes. and things that are going to keep your colon moving because your colon stops. You can you it can you can actually take a, a psyllium based mm-hmm. uh, like super 7. So, so yes, psyllium based uh colon cleanser. Mm-hmm. That keeps you, that that's the key thing, keeping your your colon and your intestinal tract working. And that's so, normally for saying Hey, I'm going to do an extended fast. Yeah, so. Your one day fast isn't, or your one meal. It's not like okay, I'm not going. You know, my colon's not going to be working. No, no. Um, that's not necessarily important for that. But maybe starting with like if you're when you get into like a three day fast yes. or a one week fast, because um, you want to keep you want to keep your digestive tract working. And 
So when I fast, I... Uh, yeah, uh, tell us a day a day in the life of oh, fasting. Dr. Okay. David Tice fasting. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what I would do is get up in the morning. First of all, you want to keep liquids in, so I drink a quart of water okay. in the morning, and then I have a superfood uh, supplement that I mm-hmm. use. It's like a shake, a blended. You got from yeah, what, Walmart, right? Yeah, it's a uh, well. I use oh the one that you have is yeah, a different. Yeah, yeah. I got it we're from a naturalist suppo- doctor. We're not pushing any products yeah, here. So but. If, you, <laughs> if you're interested in that, just contact me, and honestly, I'll I'll send you the name of this product. Yeah. But um, the um, uh, you take I take that superfood product, put it in with grape juice. Now, most days, what I do is my wife blends blends uh, in a blender carrots and. Uh, blueberries and apples, and then we have a juice that, that that's put in there. Sometimes so I'll like put, a fruit smoothie, yeah, fruit so, and vegetable so, smoothie. Sometimes I will put in yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, we put all that together, and then put in the superfood blend mm-hmm. and put it together. And I'll eat, I'll drink a quart of of that throughout the day. That that yeah that keeps me my and again the reason is because you have to have bulk in your system right. in order to keep you operating well i always thought it was interesting you were like no i'm not going to have caffeine on a fast i thought that was always interesting you you know when we were kids and you're like because it's something you're drawing i just thought that was interesting when i was a kid it's it's very stimulating why i I have a i have a one of my mentors somebody who i loved very much who went on a 40-day fast and all he did was drink black coffee and about two years later he died of a massive heart attack wow I don't, I don't think that's a good idea and i don't probably know whether that not. was the reason yeah but but just uh, but uh, was probably cert- not the best thing to do yeah. on your body so yeah. that's yeah. just so, another thing so keep going about your day in the fast so uh, so you have I would, a, sm- you have a smoothie morning. yeah you in, drink your quart of water you the, drink a smoothie the, i would i would then drink some more water throughout the day in the in the evening i would get uh i always before i go to bed at night um i always drink uh, aloe vera juice. Aloe vera juice. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a about a half a glass of aloe vera juice and a, about a quarter of a glass of maybe it's three quarters of a glass of aloe vera juice and about a quarter of a glass of grape juice with it. Because and aloe if vera you juice, just so you guys know, al- it's aloe vera is disgusting, but it's not bad when you mix it with some Welch's the, grape yeah, juice. Yeah, I call it my yeah, I call really, it my Baptist wine. It's not. <laughs> so, I, I drink it. Uh, Our I, host Crystal keeps saying that is a lie. Uh, it is a lie. <laughs> I have done this. Don't listen to them. <laughs> But it's really healthy uh, for your it, body. It really is good. It mm-hmm. it, it just keeps your, uh, again your your intestinal tract from from getting hurt and that kind of thing. I want to warn you too that psyllium based products can actually, if you use them too often, uh, can cause scarring on, on your intestines. Problem. And so that's that's not a good thing. So, being being uh, having a pattern, being systematic in how you learn to fast. So you start off. Now you don't have to once you've you've learned to fast one day a week you can do that one day a week um if you're on an extended fast just make sure you keep your body flowing uh you need to have uh you need to drink you can drink salty drinks like um you can drink um uh chicken broth and you can drink bone uh, broth that's uh, a, i really broth, i yeah. really like bone broth when i'm fasting it, it's it's helpful cuz it keeps it keeps the, sh- the salt you need to keep the salt and sugar v8 juice mm-hmm. is is a good juice cuz that keeps the salts and uh, the things in your body now i know all of my friends that are super healthy friends where this is not a like gmo free 
fast or a um, <laughs> my friends and my girlfriends out there that are, you know, doing all their superfoods. But you can make your own kind of vegetable juice and those kinds of things. If you're like, yes. if if you're like, oh, I'm not going to have that canned kind of a drink. But that's that's the idea of where we're talking about. So um, so we're not just talking about a body cleanse, and we're not just try, talking about losing weight. We're talking about fasting and, and fasting. And you and always uh, said, yes. like you said, uh, you always said that you never fast to lose weight. But I always lose weight when I fast. Yes. Yeah. You say that all the time. You're like, I never fast to lose weight. That's Because it's a foolish way to, to lose weight because it always comes back. Yes. I mean, it's not a yeah. it's not a permanent thing, It's not, and it's not a healthy way to actually lose weight. So that's not what this is. Um, what you're going for. Um, we have, so what are some specific things that you, so throughout the day, when, when is it? So we talked about the whole not eating thing and we talked about what you should do to keep your body moving while you're on the fast, but it's not just about fasting. If you just don't eat, what are we supposed to do? Jesus said to fast and, and pray. Okay. So, so let's get to that. When do you pray? Okay. When is it? You know, like, do you say, oh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, when I normally eat, I'm going to go into the bathroom and pray by myself? Or is it um, all throughout the day that you're like, when you're wanting something, you reach for that banana and you're like, eh, can't add that. Okay, Lord, I want you. And then you pray for it. Talk yeah. into what that, I, please. What I, you, first of all, as believers, we should have a daily pattern of prayer. So, uh uh, th- this morning when I got up, uh, I get up early, and I spend I spend time in prayer, uh, and we so there are certain things that you pray for. Uh, you should be, you'll be more intense in those prayers when you are praying uh, throughout the day. Uh, when you uh, and again, this isn't a, a major thing where you're weeping. I, I know I used um, Nehemiah as the illustration: weep and mourn and fast and pray, but. Uh, I, I, I told the Lord this morning, you know, I'm not weeping and I'm not mourning, but I am fasting and I am asking you to work in our country. And I, I prayed for our president and our senators and our congressmen, and I prayed for the division in our country right now. Um, the, uh, it's when you're, when you think about the food and by the way, after a thir- three days of fasting, you're not thinking about food all the time. Right. Uh, it's just yeah, all of a sudden, I've... all of a sudden you're, you're my uh, my wife calls it a euphoria, but uh, it's not. Uh, I wouldn't particularly call it euphoria, but there's you're just not thinking you're not about just it. Hungry. It's become a little bit of a habit, kind yeah, of like yeah. I'm not eating anyway. Yeah. And um, uh, what my key my key for being able to continue when I'm when I do get tempted to eat is thinking that at the end of 31 days I can eat any one I want, anything, <laughs> anything I, I want. want to eat. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and by the way, that's something that we have in America that we don't have in, in yeah. other in other countries. People fast uh, because they're it's a necessary thing. So, so growing up, um, there was never you don't like you what you said about you know you're not fasting and weeping you're not yeah. or you're not fasting to weep and mourn. Some sometimes that is the case, but a lot of times it's not. Um, I personally never had the um, experience of. I don't know if the the feeling of a change or like real purposeful fast for me. I mean, I pray. I prayed and fasted over getting married. I prayed and fasted over staying here to work. I've prayed and fasted over different of going to college. 
I, I had a medical fast that we had, uh, you did along with me when I was about 20 or when I was 16. Um, the doctors wanted to give me all this medicine to help heal something. And they said, or you could just fast. And I was like, you want to fast? And <laughs> you were like, we'll do a fast together. So I didn't have to put all this junk in my body. But um, when all those times, there was no like, even even getting married, all these different things, it wasn't this huge emotional thing while I'm fasting. Right. There was one time where when I fasted, I really just all throughout the day I was crying out to God. And it was I did a three day fast and it was um, for Hopi's babies because mm. it was during a time that my sister Hope um, has gotten to adopt two precious, beautiful children. Um, and during the fostering process, we weren't sure um, what was happening. And she said, would you please pray? And I had fasted for these kids before, but this was a during that time, I just kept thinking, if these babies leave her home, they're not going to have as much of a chance to learn about Jesus. That's exactly right. And that just kept just just kept pounding on my heart every day when I'd pray for it all throughout the day. When I'd think about food, I would just cry out to God. And that for me, that was the only time out of all the different times that we fasted because it's a pattern that something that's just been taught in our home. I, I used to, there was, were times where I almost felt like that, like, oh, I shouldn't be telling anybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, because you feel weird, like, I'm fasting. I'm not super spiritual. It's just, this is what we do, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but that that time was was emotional for, uh, it was yeah. an emotional thing for me. Um, and I felt close to God. I mean, we're not all about these feelings. We're about facts, sure. you know, but... That was a time where I I really felt the Lord leading in my life, and I, I and God answered our prayers. My sister, just a couple months ago, was able to um, completely secure those children as her and hers, our my niece and nephew, yeah, and I was able to adopt them. So, I was I I when you were telling that story, I was thinking of the time that um, we did not know what was going to happen with Luke. Oh yeah, and I can remember specifically thinking I'm gonna I'm I should fast, and I thought no, I did not know that God had put on Jeremy Pittman's heart to fast, and he fasted for ten days for, for uh, for Luke and for his well being. Jeremy, Jeremy Pittman. So Luke is my nephew. My brother is Matt. Matt and Brianna are married. They had they were told at 37 weeks pregnant that Luke was going to have Dandy Walker syndrome. Dandy Walker syndrome is the, the child most likely won't even survive outside of the room. If they did, they would be massively brain damaged and would not be would be basically on life support the rest of their life. Um, Matt's best friend from college, who's a missionary to Africa, um, didn't tell Matt this, but Matt Matt decided I'm gonna start praying and fasting for 17 days. Matt and Matt's mother-in-law, um, Debbie Berg, prayed and fasted for Luke. I was a pregnant lady at the same time, too. <laughs> so I, wasn't, I was not doing the fast. But um, unbeknownst to Matt, Jeremy Pittman, who has started multiple churches throughout Africa, had his pastors praying and fasting along with him 17, for 17 days. 
until Luke was born. You want to talk about Luke a little? Yeah, and Luke was Luke was born, um, totally and completely whole. Amazing, amazing. It's a miracle. Of a God. miracle. Oh yeah, with the doctors, there were five doctors ready there for to take take care of him because it was going to be an emergency. Everything. And the baby was born with no complications whatsoever. They said this baby is perfect. It must it must be a miracle from God. And it was a miracle. It was. I re- Brianna and I had compared our ultrasound pictures of we were we were pregnant at the same time, and she had my little boys uh, two months younger than hers, and we compared our ultrasound pictures of the brains, and Luke's literally was not there. There's, uh, and where, uh, complete empty spaces in all the pictures and where in comparison, just to see that comparison of what should be and what shouldn't be. Um, and God totally healed that boy. God gave him brain God and it was a miracle of God. It was only done through prayer and fasting. Yeah. God answers prayer. He so does. We need to be people of prayer. We need to be people that fast. We need to be people who seek God. A great book on fasting is A Hunger for God by John Piper. My brother Josh highly recommends that book. I haven't gotten to read it. Another book that my dad read when he was younger. It was called what? God's Chosen Fast, and it's all based on Isaiah chapter 58. Great, great passage. So there's an older book and a newer book that you can go and check out. Um, if you're interested on more resources for fasting, more resources for family, go ahead and check out davidtice.com. We, that's where pastors blog is posted every week. You can also check us out on Facebook. You can check us out at experienceliberty.com and you can get more resources there and being be encouraged. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Hope you take time to uh, apply some of this. I hope it was helpful for you who are examining fasting. Remember that this is Tice Talks and it's not just a conversation. We hope today's podcast was a help and encouragement to you as you pursue biblical fasting in your own life. In our next episode, Dr. Tice will talk with us about prayer. Don't miss out. Subscribe today on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we will see you next time on Tice Talks.